This is the Benchwarmers Podcast featuring Ethan and Carlo. What to do, everyone? Welcome back to the Benchwarmers Podcast. I'm here with Ethan. What's up? Let's get right into the news. All right. First, the biggest story of the day, Tom Brady. It's so, got to be. I mean. Tom Brady officially retired after 22 seasons in the NFL. You know, man retired with seven Super Bowls. Uh, three MVPs, you know. He has he has a pretty good resume, has almost every passing accolade you could imagine. What is your take on Tom Brady's legacy as, you know, in general? It's a good root beer. Um, so my my biggest thing with Tom Brady's legacy, he had I will say he is the greatest quarterback of all time. It is at this point it's really not debatable. He was able to go to two different teams, work with two different systems, and made it work. Mm-hmm. Although, I think he had a lot of luck, tuck rule, um, luck in the Super Bowls with Andy Reid's collapse. You had a lot of different instances where teams just collapsed on him. But the thing with Brady is he knew how to play in the clutch. Mm-hmm. He never, he never like let down under pressure. He mm-hmm. always was up to the task. He'd always been like that throughout his whole career. He didn't start playing football until his freshman year and was kind of overlooked by everybody and then was overlooked in college as they were trying to bring in Drew Henson. That whole story was like, the Henson story was really big whenever he was at Michigan. And so everybody was like, oh, Henson's got to start, right? And then Brady comes in, takes the starting job back after he brought them back. That kind of established the comeback kid and the one who is like, calm cool collected under pressure Mm -hmm. and that was what we knew tom as Mm -hmm. tom was known for no matter what he always made the right read Mm -hmm. sure he was not the flashiest player of all time he may not have had the greatest arm talent in the world he Mm -hmm. didn't Mm -hmm. i will say he had he didn't have have the greatest arm talent in the world he didn't have the greatest he he was he ran a five two forty. he wasn't the most athletic Mm -hmm. he wasn't the most but he he studied and he was a hard worker and you have to respect the man for continuing to go into his age 44 season which who else can say that nobody can say that except i mean adam and terry if you count but that's kicker that's a different position the only other qb that has made it past tom brady was george blanda who played both qb and kicker again yeah he played to almost 50 which is impressive but at the same time it's was a different time Mm -hmm. definitely but how long ago was that that was in the 60s Oh, so that was that before the Super Bowl era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's a whole yeah that's like a whole different sixties, seventies around there. Dang, dude, that's impressive. The fact yeah. that even in general to make it past your forties playing football. Football is the most brutal of all sports. Like even a lot of like major league pitchers don't make it past. You know, barely they barely make it to forty. Mm-hmm. A lot of the baseball players they'll make it to like forty one, forty two, and then they will retire. Brady made it to forty four. That's unheard of in the NFL. Usually players seem to retire. It seems to be around 32, 33. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you're like an all-time great quarterback, you'll make it to 35, 36. In Rodgers' case, you know, he might retire at 38, 39. Mm-hmm. Breeze retired at, what was it, 41? It was close to 40. Manning retired around 40. Yeah, but regardless, they made it all the way there. Brady made it past that, mm-hmm. what was seemed to be like Impossible. the threshold. Yeah. Like, you couldn't get past 40, so they said, and mm-hmm. still be a good, valuable quarterback. Because even Breeze was struggling in his last mm-hmm. year. Even Manny. And what the funny thing is, we always talk about players who barely make it to 30 or mm-hmm. make it just barely past 30. Yeah. And we say, man, they really retired early. 
Yeah. With Brady, it was the exact top. We're saying this man probably retired early he at did. the age of 44 because this man put up uh, 5,000 yards. He was at that still age. the best quarterback in the league. Yes. Still. Like, the problem, I think he realized a couple things. My theory for why he retired was both because Giselle really pressured him into it. She had been for like the last two years. She was like, you need to spend more time with your kids. They're growing older. You know, they're going to potentially, if they have that same genetic that Tom Brady's got, golly, we're going to have more Brady kids coming in here and we'll be like, oh gosh. Well, the same thing could be said with Archie Manning. Yeah. And so the, we, look we, how that turn out. I mean, we might see Brady versus Manning one again, day. Yeah. Again. Yeah, except it would be a Manning grandson, mm-hmm. Archie Manning's grandson. But we could see it in the future. I'm excited for that. But for now, we have, you know, Mahomes. We have Allen. Mahomes, Allen, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Uh, Justin Herbert. Man, Joe Burrow is a monster. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. If the, we can talk about another quarterback who can carry on that legacy of not buckling down under pressure, mm-hmm. it's got to be Joe Burrow. He's got to be in the conversation for that, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, to come in, I hate the narrative and notion that people are giving saying that Joe Burrow is like Tom Brady. There will yeah. never be another Tom Brady. When you see Joe Burrow, what makes him so dangerous is how good he is in the pocket, but also how he is as a runner as well. It's, he can do everything. It's not like Josh Allen where he's just this big physical QB. Mm-hmm. Joe, on the other hand, while he can still run, he at least at times... He's like makes the right read and also can throw long bombs as well. Mm-hmm. He has all those qualities you want in a quarterback, and yeah, maybe it's not the most well defined at the moment. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's gotten into the Super Bowl in his second year, yeah, from being doesn't Ohio State look stupid now mm-hmm. for letting Dwayne Haskins be their starter over Joe Burrow? Yeah, doesn't that look really stupid in hindsight? Well, Ohio may be able to. Rejoice with Joe Burrow being in the Super Bowl. Finally, they've had so much. I mean, Cincinnati and Cleveland are two of the most snake-bitten franchises in all the NFL. Mm -hmm. And look at Cincinnati having a chance to potentially win a Super Bowl Mm -hmm. after years and years of Marvin Lewis. And pain and suffering. And finally winning a playoff game after almost 30 years. I remember we both said, it was like, well, are they going to be able to break the curse? They did it. Apparently, they broke the curse finally. <laughs> yeah, they more than broke the curse. Oh, my gosh. They won their first ever away playoff game in franchise history. Mm-hmm. Can we talk a bit about that the, uh, AFC Championship the game? The AFC Champion. Well, for starters, let me tell you this. This has by far been one of the greatest playoffs that I've ever seen. Like, this may be no, the No debate. Like, as much as it hurt seeing my Patriots getting blown out like that. That was tough. Regardless, and then, of course, your Cowboys blowing it in the fourth I mean, quarter. I knew that the downfall of us was going to be, I, I always said, like, toward midseason, I was like, the downfall of us is going to be Mike McCarthy or Greg Zerline. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, Mike McCarthy was our downfall. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the playoffs in general, it's just, they've been amazing. Man, the script writers. <laughs> <laughs> the script writers. You could honestly, it's honestly, you could not write anything better it's almost like it could be scripted but just the competitiveness that there's been and also how much i've been on edge with all of these games all of these games so far have been decided by one possession that's insane except wild card wild card was different wild card sucked 
I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Wild card was different, but that's because, you know, we have seven seats allowed right now, and it's still proving that maybe it's not the best decision, and at this point, maybe just add an eighth seed while we're at it. Yeah, because then you can at least balance it out and have the first and second still get a buy again, because mm-hmm. I feel like the gap between two and seven is so big compared to i think three and eight could be closer like sometimes you'll have yeah with the nfc they had like three teams that were 12 and five and it was based on tiebreakers yeah two three and four that doesn't happen every year though yeah usually two and three have a pretty substantial gap usually a one to two game gap yeah which can mean some of those three seeds can be on a skid while you have an up-and-coming eight seed who's actually you know looking pretty good like the dolphins Mm -hmm. who were like one and seven resurrected their season they probably i think they would have been in the playoffs as the eight seed they could have been in the playoffs if they didn't lose one of their their second to last game oh yeah right and then also it uh didn't help that new england won as well so it pretty much like bounced them out of the playoffs yeah so what do you think about the afc championship game level like holy cow Phenomenal. I mean, the fact that it going into the second half, it looked like, all right, Kansas City has a pretty sizable lead. I think they'll continue to add as they usually do. Good season, Bengals. Good job. Yeah, and it was the exact opposite. Uh, The offense only managed to score three points in that entire second half while – the Bengals just went on a roll. Like, they were able, even though, like, and it's amazing just to watch Patrick Mahomes, especially with his pocket movement, because it is so impossible to just get him down because of what he can do in the pocket. Yeah. Because you can never know. He's so elusive. You never know if he's going to run or if he's going to pass. If he runs it, I mean, he knows how, he knows how to move, and he mm-hmm. has the speed and size to get some yardage. But yep. at the same time, you can also throw on the run as well. He is so impressive. Yes. I think the one... I'm wondering about this. So, what was Kansas City's downfall in the second half, in your opinion? I think it was just the Bengals starting to figure out their identity. Yeah? Like, especially with the offense. Because yeah. once the offense... Once... Once... The offense scored. It's kind of like they started getting on a roll. They got in a groove. Yeah, they started getting on a roll, and they started uh, forcing Patrick to not, you know, not run all over the place. Not play his usual Patrick game. Yeah, and also helped. And definitely what helped was also, like, shutting down the run game as well to a certain extent. So if any of you play Madden, this would be something you'd see on a quarterback contain. That sort of play. Mm -hmm. So... What I think the Bengals ran, and I think what could be a recipe for beating the Chiefs in the future, or something that I guess Patrick Mahomes hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. If you watch that game, Patrick Mahomes had all day to throw. Yeah. And everyone was like, why does he have all day to throw? You can't do that. It's Patrick Mahomes. He's going to find somebody open. Mm-hmm. And he did it. Because at the time, Mahomes was, he saw that, 20, that last touchdown. I think the key play on that entire thing, and I think I've heard a lot of people say this, it had to have been that time that kansas city didn't score any points when they had five seconds left on the clock they mm-hmm. could have gotten and they got stopped they got stopped by eli apple of all yeah. people so i think that that play right there was their downfall but what i noticed about the Bengals coming out from the like as soon as they got out of the gate with the second half they switched up their defense mm-hmm. earlier they were playing soft zone coverage mm-hmm. like the entire time they were literally mahomes was picking it apart with these making the right reads knowing how to beat the zones every single time then Cincinnati changed their defensive identity. Mm-hmm. 
They started to play a man coverage where they dropped an extra guy back, mm-hmm. and they started to contain Patrick Mahomes within that little pocket space so he couldn't run outside of them because that's what he loves to do. Yeah. It was the perfect game plan mm-hmm. because even though you're like, why are they rushing three instead of rushing four? Why would mm-hmm. you do that? What mm-hmm. are you thinking? Yeah. You have that extra linebacker to go guard a Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey to I mean, have those guys double teamed and those guys stop. And a lot of times with Patrick Mahomes, and as I said earlier uh, in previous podcasts, he ten he has a tendency to try to force that big play. Yeah. And we saw it a lot last year. It ended up, you know, coming back. Come yeah, coming back to bite him, especially against the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times he would try to go for the big play, and it's sometimes I understand because yeah. Everyone loves big plays. It fires up your offense. It fires up the fans and everything. Oh, yeah, it does. But sometimes you just need to, you know, play a little conservative. And eventually, as time goes on, those big plays will eventually build. The game, you have to let let the the game game come come to you. Exactly, yeah. So I noticed that with Mahomes, he looked uncomfortable the entire time. Mm -hmm. Which it was like, this is not the Mahomes I know. Because especially playoff Mahomes, you know he's calm, Mm -hmm. collected, composed. Mm -hmm. He knows what he's doing. Now against Tampa Bay, like that was a little shaky. He saw they Tampa Bay just had a defense. They had a def not Whoa. only not only did they had a defense that knew how to contain everyone, mm-hmm. it also didn't help that Mahomes did not have his line at full strength. Oh yeah. So the D line and the linebackers pretty much had a field day with them. Oh yeah. And even with this time after bolstering their offensive line, after all of that Cincinnati was a defense that you went in and you were like, this is not good enough to beat the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Like, they are underrated, mm-hmm. but they are not... They're not the elite of, like, the Rams or the 49ers that were still in. Right. So you go into that game, you're like, they can't shut them down. Mm-hmm. Bills couldn't do it. Bills were supposed to be that elite defense mm-hmm. to shut them down. They were ranked number one as well. Yeah, they had everything going for them. The Bills did. And they got torched the entire game mm-hmm. by Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. They had the wrong game plan. They had everything. They schemed wrong. They did everything wrong. Mm-hmm. Whereas you look at the Bengals, you're like, oh, this team's going to get even more torched than the Bills. Mm-hmm. No, they just knew what they were doing as far as scheming went. Mm-hmm. Like, they had, I just, I was, the defense was part of the reason, one of the biggest reasons they won that game. Because mm-hmm. how do you force the Chiefs to go on four three and outs? Mm-hmm. Like, in Patrick Mahomes had a QBR of zero. Mm-hmm. And then force a turnover in overtime. Forced, they forced two turnovers in that game on Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, who had not thrown a single pick. I don't think he'd thrown a single pick in the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. That was a feat unlike anything I've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. And then what was even more impressive was the the overtime interception. Oh, where It like smacked it. It went right into his hands. Yeah. And he somehow had the concentration to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Where Eli App- it was Eli Apple who pretty much would have won the game because yeah. he, he had a pick six right there. Yeah. And then the very next play, interception, It's it just shows how locked in that defense was. I love how confident. I remember Josh Allen tweeted. Like, he actually tweeted. He literally just tweeted pain right as soon as the Chiefs won the coin toss. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, that's a mood. Because I was like, as soon as the Chiefs got the ball, after Patrick Mahomes started to look like a quarterback again and started mm-hmm. to make the right reads and started to be like, okay, maybe we need to do something now. Mm-hmm. Like, that last play was really botched where he fumbled and was, like, dancing around in the pocket yeah. going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a botched play. But for the most part, he was actually leading Kansas City to a game-tying drive and was actually doing his part and looking like an NFL-caliber quarterback. So you think, okay, he's kind of he's got his composure back. Mm-hmm. But then he comes out in overtime. The first pass is almost intercepted. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
whoa, whoa, yeah. hold on, hold on. Part of me is still like, okay, it's 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 the Chiefs. They'll mm-hmm. find a way. They yeah. always do. They'll fi- they'll get it to Kelsey with like a twenty yard game. They'll chip away at him mm-hmm. and get a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. It didn't happen. Mahomes, Mahomes nearly threw three picks, mm-hmm. and it was just like, what? And he threw what an interception, happened? and yeah. then. The defense, Kansas City's defense, it has always been Kansas City's weakness. Mm-hmm. Other than the year they won the Super Bowl. The year they won the Super Bowl, their defense was not elite. But it was solid. But it was still solid enough. Mm-hmm. They still had they still had the pieces. And then not to mention the offense was... The Chiefs offense was the Chiefs offense. It was the Chiefs offense. But this year, the offense is... I mean, the offense... Definitely suffered a lot during yeah. the second half and overtime, and the defense as well has always been their Achilles' heel this entire playoffs. Yeah, no, it has. So, I don't know. With the Bengals, it's just like, how do you go from last year's abysmal, abysmal? I think they they got like a third or fourth pick or something like that. And again, they also drafted Jamar, Jamar Chase, Chase over Panay Sewell, and everyone was like freaking out, like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Chase has made such a big impact. Do you think the Bengals were right in drafting Jamar Chase over Panay Sewell? Well, you can always... Their O-line, it still needs help. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's not as bad as it was last year. Mm-hmm. They've had some bad moments, especially against the Titans. Mm-hmm. But the O-line definitely fixed its issues, for the most part, in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. And getting a guy who not only already has a connection and a chemistry with your franchise QB, but is also, you can build a duo like Brady Moss or Rodgers and Devontae Adams. That connection. That connection. And we're starting to see that. Granted, it is one season, but if they can build up from that, it definitely looks like it was the right choice. They can become that next, yeah, Brady Moss, that type of. Or Stafford and Megatron. Oh, Stafford and Megatron, yes. Man, I miss those. Mm-hmm. I miss when Megatron was on the lines and didn't just be like, later. Mm-hmm. But um, talk about Matthew Stafford then. That's finally, a good good segue into Matthew, Matthew Stafford, Stafford finally reaching the Super Bowl. Not with the Lions, though. I but, mean, yeah. Detroit's happy for him, though. And I'm glad yeah, they are. I'm glad he got to the Super Bowl after everything he's done. And what's even impressive is that you know, even Matthew Stafford getting into the Rams, mm-hmm. a lot of people were like, all right, Matthew Stafford's good, but they still counted him out yeah. in making it that far. Yeah, because they saw Matthew Stafford's supposedly clutchness in the playoffs, and they were like, he doesn't have it. He just mm-hmm. does not have it. Mm-hmm. They were like, he's going he's gonna to buckle down under pressure. He's going to lose in the first round. Mm-hmm. Right? What was, their, what was their first round game? I'm trying to remember. Their first round game was against the Cardinals. Cardinals, yeah. They a lot of people were like, if Matthew Stafford doesn't perform like under the bright lights, and Cardinals have started to ramp up again, started to be decent, mm-hmm. it's gonna be like Rams or no, it's gonna be Cardinals all the way. Mm-hmm. And then Cardinals got shut out mm-hmm. by that Rams defense because Kyler they just looked sloppy. Mm-hmm. That was not a football team. I don't mm-hmm. know what that was that we saw, but that was not a football team. Mm-hmm. But the Rams just Matthew Stafford. He threw his first pick in the entire playoffs mm-hmm. this Sunday, which, you know, throwing a pick's never good. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he threw his first, it took to the NFC Championship to throw his first pick, despite mm-hmm. all the touchdowns he's thrown and how yeah. well he's looked, like, making those clutch plays. Like, when 
all the like Brady fans were celebrating after the Bucks came back, mm-hmm. t- tied up at 27. I would have buckled down under that pressure. I was having a heart attack just watching the game. Mm-hmm. Like I was just flabbergasted. <laughs> what a great word. By the fact that like Matthew Stafford was able to just stay calm in the pocket, mm-hmm. get it to his guy, mm-hmm. and don't think twice about it. And he still had to like go up there and spike it, call yeah. up his guys. I was getting like flashbacks to that time. He was like, clock it! Yeah. Like, yeah, that was so funny. I love that moment. But yeah. It was so great to see Matthew Stafford just prove all the haters wrong, mm-hmm. clutch up. Yeah. That's what I wanted to see. I mean, definitely part of it is the defense, but you kind of see the culture with Matthew Stafford, like everyone just feels more comfortable and confident with him compared yeah. to it was with Jared Goff. And then can we talk about Beckham and how wow. much he stepped up? I've been thoroughly impressed by mm-hmm. the fact that like Odo Beckham did what he did this season because he was on Cleveland and he was and atrocious. He was he was far from what he was and a lot of people started writing him off as washed. Mm-hmm. He then goes to the Rams you know, first couple games was very rough. People were like, see, he's washed. <laughs> yeah. But as, but, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit, especially with the talent like Beckham. You got to He has the talent, but, you know, oh, you yeah. just got to get used to the system and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's plus it's a different QB throwing it to you, different offensive scheme and right. everything. But as the weeks go on into the playoffs, he's definitely been one of the X factors for this team. Yeah. Along with Cooper, Cooper Cup by oh far has gosh. been a stud this season. I, if there was somebody you could take like over Rodgers or Brady as MVP, I would take Cooper Cup. Yeah, he has stepped up in such a big way for that team that I did not think. Like I thought he was good. I saw him last year. I was like, this guy's emerging as he's a decent weapon. He's mm-hmm. actually there. He's their number one. But he's no one amazing. would have seen him have a such a historic season as he is this year with having two thousand receiving. He's having more receiving yards than guys like Jerry Rice and Larry Fitzgerald. Wow. In a single season. Wow. Just that that company alone already shows you what kind of talent Cooper Cup is. The fact that like I don't even like I didn't realize it was that many yards. Mm-hmm. That's you've reached elite status by then. Mm-hmm. More than elite. Yeah. He could if he continues his production, he could be remembered as one of those all time greats. Mm-hmm. Be in the Hall of Fame in the class of twenty forty or whenever he'd be. Yeah. I have no idea when he'd be. But yeah. Um But the NFC championship game, what was the 49ers downfall, just in general? Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. The yeah. defense, of course, you know, still elite. Mm-hmm. The defense and this game the NFC championship was definitely more of a defensive game for the no, first it half. Yeah. It was definitely a defensive game for the first half. As the second half rolled around, like just once again, like the Kansas City Bengals game, the Rams, you know, finally started getting a little bit in rhythm and kind of finding their identity and completely just shutting down Jimmy G. Yeah. I don't know. I felt like in the first half of that game, and even the first three quarters of that game, just in general, mm-hmm. if you want to call them the football gods, the football gods, everything was going for the Niners. Like, literally everything had been set up for them. Six straight wins versus the Rams. Mm-hmm. Like, you had guys like, you know, they were up 10 points mm-hmm. after the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Everything was going right. They had Matthew Stafford throw a pick. Like, mm-hmm. just everything you saw in that Niners game was like, this is destiny. Mm-hmm. The Niners are meant to go to the Super Bowl. This is, this is, this just is their destiny. Yeah. 
like because of the underdog story of them barely making it to the playoffs it felt like destiny like oh they have to go just beat the guys they beat before mm-hmm. seems pretty easy right they beat them six times already mm-hmm. and then jimmy g does jimmy g yeah and kyle shanahan does kyle shanahan in the clutch mm-hmm. just that the, another choke job and the offense fall and i kept saying it as the playoffs went on it's gonna catch up to them yeah like the defense and the special teams pretty much carried the 49ers. Oh, gosh, yeah, especially against the Packers. Holy mm-hmm. cow. But their offense, They're, besides Debo Samuel. Besides Debo Samuel and George Kittle, mm-hmm. it's definitely Jimmy G is not what he was two years ago. I don't know what happened. Well, do you remember he was playing this whole playoffs with like a completely ripped up shoulder, and mm-hmm. he said it affected every single throw he made. Yeah. Which just shows you, like, he shouldn't have been playing any of those games. Yeah. Like, the boneheaded decision by Kyle Shanahan to even remotely think about playing Jimmy G over Trey Lance in that moment. It's like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't even try Trey Lance out there? Because Jimmy G looks awful. But the problem with Trey Lance, he's a very, very raw QB. Oh, he is. You don't want to put him in. He needs time to develop. Yeah, he does. The 49ers did the smart option. Just let him develop. They at mm-hmm. least have a solid QB in Jimmy G. Look what happened with the Bears with Justin Field. They most likely oh, stunted his growth because they forced him into action mm-hmm. because the front office and everyone was pressured. Especially Justin Fields. You can't do that with Fields. He's he, so raw. He's very raw. Same with Trey Lance, especially since his collegiate experience, he doesn't have that much. Mm-hmm. Also, not to mention, he went to North Dakota State. Yeah. Granted, they've had Carson Wentz, but... At the same look time, how that turned out. look how that's turning out. At the same time, Carson Wentz has been very unfortunate with injuries. Mm-hmm. He has that capability. It's just his decision-making at times is very questionable. Yeah. He makes a lot of turnovers, and also it's always like, especially remember the Tony Romo days is like, yeah, he's good, but when healthy. When he's healthy, yeah, he's actually a game wrecker. Mm-hmm. But when he's hurt... And he's hurt a lot, then... It's hard, and especially the amount of money that he's making. Oh, it's not worth it's, that it's very, It's very hard to believe in someone like that. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. So, definitely is. Trey Lance could definitely be a franchise QB. He just still needs time to develop. Yeah. He has the physical attributes and the traits oh, yeah. to be a franchise QB. He just needs a little more time to, you know, develop and learn the game and everything. Mm-hmm. Especially with the fact that the transition from D2 to NFL is... Is a wide gap. Big, yeah. Well, North Dakota State is D1. Are they D1? It's a lower D1, though. Okay. But still yeah. D1. The FCS, mm-hmm. right. But still, FCS to NFL. It's still... It's possible. It can be it's, done. But he definitely needs a lot of time. Oh, yeah. I think not playing him as much, even though it probably frustrated many people, mm-hmm. he needs time to develop. Yeah. He needs time to learn the system and everything. And eventually, you know, the keys will be handed to him. The playbook is going to be catered more to his play style. Yeah. And, you know, one day we might see Trey Lance become that franchise QB the 49ers are hoping he becomes. Yeah. And maybe, you know, it could be a return to what happened with Colin Kaepernick. 
Yeah, I mean, Colin Kaepernick became something special. Like, yeah, he was something and, special. And it was the same thing. They didn't start Colin right away. Mm-hmm. They let him develop under Alex Smith, and eventually they gave the keys to Colin Kaepernick, took him to the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship a couple years. Yeah, that was impressive. That mm-hmm. was a really impressive run for them mm-hmm. for a couple of years with mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. And then everything else, you know, stuff happened after that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it was still solid. So mm-hmm. now we have a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. Bengals and Rams, which is totally funny because it's like one of those Super Bowls that you see in like Madden when you simmed like eight or nine years in the future, mm-hmm. and you have two random teams that you never thought would be. It's like when you look at the Super Bowl, it's like after you simmed a bunch, and it's like, oh, yeah, look, the Jets made it. Yeah, what what are the odds of that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. Yeah, that'd, that'd be funny. This time it's like we thought that a couple years ago. The Bengals in the Super Bowl in two years? No. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Rams in the Super Bowl, maybe. but Maybe. Well, and especially with the fact that how quickly the Bengals were able to turn it around. You don't just turn around after a year of rebuilding, almost. All they needed, apparently all they needed was a year. Like, holy cow. They were expected to finish last in a very tough division. Mm-hmm. That division was expected to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. They like far underperformed but you know the ravens were literally injured. Uh, literally the, playing a practice squad the team. ravens were injured for majority of the year the browns completely just fell off mm-hmm. the uh the steelers it, it was time for big ben to just hang it up which oh yeah which you know I'm glad he did because watching him play, it was like he he cannot go anymore. Like you, his can, body was crying. Yeah, his his body is just physically could not go anymore. Mm-hmm. And you just watch him struggle with like throwing five yard checkdowns. It's like, are you? Are, no. Like you could tell it, he was not the same. Yeah. And then it didn't help that same thing, injuries, especially to Juju. Oh, right. So he had, like, barely... All he had was Chase Claypool, really. Mm -hmm. And then Eric Ebron, Mr. Drops a lot, Mm -hmm. which, you know, not the greatest tight end in the world. I thought he was good with the Colts, and then he went to the Steelers, and it's like, oh, wow, he got carried by Andrew Luck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wish Andrew Luck would come out of retirement, but oh, well. Yeah. You know, he seems happy what he's doing now, though. Yeah. There was some meme I saw where it was like, he looks like a geology teacher who's just, like, happy as a clam. And I was like, dang. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Good for him. I mean, as long... and. As long as he's enjoying what he's doing, that's what is the important thing. Yeah, because it looked like football was taking him such a mental toll, a mental toll mm-hmm. on his like. Because I watched him. He would always. He would always get hit. Yeah, that was his main thing. Well, he had no offensive line. At the, yeah, at the time he didn't have an offensive line, and when they finally started drafting O linemen, it was like towards the tail end of his career where he just physically couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, just imagine the beatings he had to go through mm-hmm. and just how brutal it must have been to endure all that. Plus, like, to even think about just knowing the franchise is kind of on your shoulders, mm-hmm. despite all the injuries you've had. And then playing with a lacerated kidney. Dude, it was like, goodness. Like, he was piling up injuries that it was to a point where it's like, like, you didn't want to see him leave. But you know it was going to happen because of injuries. You know he needs to. He needed to. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He seems happy what he's doing, you know? He yeah. did a little bit of broadcasting at the 
the uh, college football uh, national championship game. Yeah, you know? he that seems was fun ha- to see. He seems happy. Yeah, at least we got to see him there. And mm-hmm. Got to see him like in a much better like like yeah. a much better version of himself. Cause yeah. That last press conference was just, like, so hard to watch. Mm-hmm. I was, like, struggling just... Like, you could tell he was, like, how much of a toll it took on him. Just how broken he was. And then it didn't help that the fan base just pretty much booed him out because he retired. And it's like, this was your franchise cube. It's... You should understand everything that he had to go through. Mm-hmm. I mean, he literally took them to the AFC Championship game. Single-handedly, basically. Mm-hmm. Like... The fact that they got there at all was a miracle. Like, it was impressive what he did. He what he had to work with. Mm-hmm. It was impressive. Just mm-hmm. the run he had. Like, hats off to him, man. Like, mm-hmm. he did everything he could. He strapped that team on his back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was got. I was glad to see him. Glad to see him doing better though. But yeah, getting back on track with the Super Bowl. Yeah. So as we were saying earlier, it's two matchups that. Well, we never thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So we have the Bengals and Rams. Who do you see winning? I have picked against the Bengals. Okay. All this time. Mm-hmm. Because I just didn't think it was their year. Mm-hmm. But it feels like all the stars are lining up. And I said the same thing with the Packers. So bash me all you want. But I'm picking the Bengals in a really, really, really close game. I'm going to say the final score will be 30, 31-28. Okay. I am going to choose differently from you as usual. But yeah, of course. I am going to pick the Rams just solely because the experience that Sean McVay has and plus that defense. The Bengals are now going against a legit defense now. They're not playing against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. That's true. And also a pretty legit offense. So I think it's going to be like Tennessee where they were able to get to Joe Burrow several times. And playing against Matt Stafford, who's a more proven and more capable quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, that's true. Not to mention it is almost impossible to somehow stop Cooper Cup. Yeah, I, I don't know how. I think it is probably going to be a blowout. Really? I think it's going to be solely because of the defense. Interesting. I don't know. I see it being I just, close. I just don't trust the Bengals' O-line, especially against Aaron Donald and Vaughn Goodness. Miller. The best, two of the best players in the NFL at their respective positions. Mm-hmm. That Vaughn, is tough. Yeah. And also, you have Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Who's most likely going to completely shut down Jamar Chase? Yeah. Oh goodness, the best. You have the best corner in the best corner in the league. Like you have all these pieces on the Rams super team, mm-hmm. but will they show up in the bright lights? Is the question. I think they will this time. I think they seem more comfortable with Matt Stafford than they did with Jared Goff. Not to mention, they're playing against Zach Taylor. They're not playing against mm-hmm. Bill Belichick, who is. Who, if he has the right pieces, he will game plan. He's a mastermind. He's a mastermind. If you give him everything that he... If you gave Bill Belichick the Buccaneers team and everything, all healthy, you know, no injuries, no drama or anything. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Bruce Arians, he's a good... He's a hell of a coach. Mm -hmm. Bill Belichick, you probably could have gone undefeated with that team. It's hard for any team to go undefeated, but... Close then. They could have, yeah. They could have. 
They could have been better than what they were as like a wild. Eleven and five. They probably could have been thirteen and three. Yeah. Or fourteen and two. Yeah. If they had Belichick as the coach, but I mean, they won a Super Bowl. They won a Super Bowl, so that's that's all that matters. Yeah. I guess the thing with the Bengals is, I didn't trust them against the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. I didn't trust them against the Titans. Mm -hmm. Hell, I was hard to like. I even barely trust them. them against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I barely trusted that they would get and they would win their division. Mm-hmm. I didn't trust them through all of this, and they proved me wrong time after time after time after time. Mm-hmm. Because Joe, because of Joe Burrow coming in clutch, he has Tom Brady like, like intangibles and intangibles. Yeah, he is like Tom Brady's like mental kind of like he has this like tom brady's confidence tom brady's poise in the pocket tom brady's reads despite not having the o-line or def- defense that brady had mm-hmm. imagine if he had the o-line that brady had we could have we could see the next we could honestly see the most hated the next most hated quarterback in the nfl mm-hmm. but we don't see that we see joe burrow time and time again still slinging the ball to jamar chase tyler boyd t higgins all these guys despite his terrible o-line like yeah they got better than last year last year was abysmal but i still don't think it's good enough they still need a lot of work yeah here's the thing they've played two they've already played two to me this is the best defensive line they will face mm-hmm. yes the best defense in general but i think i watched last week they had one of the best defensive tackles on the team he's not better than aaron donald by any means mm-hmm. chris jones mm-hmm. chris jones was one of the best nose tackles in the game that you have mm-hmm. you have a, yeah you have chris jones you have a solid linebacking core from the chiefs you have an all-around pretty good defense secondary can be so-so but you have an all-around pretty good defense by kansas city mm-hmm. especially that pass rush the pass rush is scary with i think they still have frank clark too mm-hmm. frank clark and chris jones holy cow your life is going to be a nightmare mm-hmm and yet, the Bengals O-line, after giving up nine sacks last time... Like, don't get me wrong. Joe Burrow was pressured a lot mm-hmm. in that game. Mm-hmm. He had some, like, close sacks. He got out of, like... The craziest play I think I saw on that entire drive was the one where he, like, literally pushed, like, a guy off, spun out of it, and then managed to, like, roll out and get a first down. Mm-hmm. I was just... that. That's Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. That is Joe Burrow. Making play after play after play. Mm-hmm. I think it will be a lot like the Kansas City game in that they'll be down early. They won't know what to do against the Rams. They will have no answers for Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. And their defense will probably like zone in on Cooper Cup, zone in on Matthew Stafford, and I think slow down the offense. Maybe not as much as they did with the Chiefs because they just knew the keys. They they literally were a team. They looked to beat Patrick Mahomes. That was their, It seemed like that was their only goal. Mm-hmm. It was like, just stop Patrick Mahomes. I don't care about anything else. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're ready to face quite that Rams team, but I think the offense will do enough to where it'll just get them over the edge. Just barely. I, I don't think it's going to be. I feel the Bengals' luck is going to run out. I feel like could. it is going to run out now that they're facing a defense who has all these pieces. They're still young. Mm-hmm. They still have a coach who, yeah, he's won in the playoffs, but, you know, he's still slightly inexperienced. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Rams almost lost to the Niners, though, too. Because that, that's why I also don't trust the Rams in the bright lights. Because they were close to losing to a battered Niners team. I watched... The Niners players just go another one after another one after another one just go down with injuries. But at the same time, it was the Niners defense as well that kept them afloat. 
Yeah. Because if they had anyone other than Jimmy G, the 49ers probably would have won. Oh, yeah. No, most certainly they would have. Because they had a rushing attack. They had everything except they the quarterback. They had all the pieces. It's They just didn't have a QB. Yeah. So, that's the thing. Like, the Niners... Oh, Niners almost beat him. And I thought, besides quarterback, the Niners were the better overall team, mostly because that defense seemed to step up. Even though they have... I think the Rams have a lot of veterans, but I feel like a lot of them are kind of like... Oh, maybe a little overhyped. Besides Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, I feel mm-hmm. like are two of the best players in the league for mm-hmm. sure. But a lot of those guys, I feel like, are a little overrated sometimes. Mm-hmm. Von Miller isn't what he used to be. He's not, he's not but his record. he's not what he used to be. But his presence, his presence definitely. His like, presence helps for sure. Eric Weddle is not what he used to be. I don't know why they signed him. He's yeah, no. He's washed. <laughs> he's washed up. He's not what he. But the fact that he's been able. To play as many snaps as he was for not playing for just playing pickup basketball, honestly, and then just being signed for the playoffs, and then playing as many downs as he was, learning the playbook impressive. instantly and just knowing exactly what to do. That yeah. that was impressive. I won't even lie. Yeah, I guess I just don't trust the Rams in the brightest lights as a Super Bowl because mm-hmm. I feel like the Bengals have been there mm-hmm. like they truly have been there in a sense especially a lot of those key pieces on the Bengals were from lsu in that 2019 championship run mm-hmm. where it was like oh yeah that's the best team in football mm-hmm. where it was like started off as the underdog mentality and kind of like joe burrow was saying earlier like he kind of fought off that underdog, uh, underdog mentality he was like no but this is who we are we're not the underdogs we're just the better team mm-hmm. unlike the cardinals you know mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe we're just better <laughs> but i feel like that underdog mentality was kind of it was prevalent back when he was at LSU. It was mm-hmm. prevalent back when he was at Ohio State, and it's still here now. It's relevant now because he's still like I don't know with with Joe Burrow. He seems to just prove people wrong time after time after time, and I think he'll do it again. And it'll be in the most. It might go. It'll probably go to overtime because it seems like everything led up to this. It the Super Bowl is bound to go overtime considering mm-hmm. how close the games have been already mm-hmm. goodness it's got to go in overtime right mm. these are two of the most competitive teams in football mm-hmm. two teams that no the Bengals didn't fluke their way here yeah they knew what they were doing defensively if they can play the way they did defensively against the Chiefs against the Rams mm. they could win this game they mm. really will win this game if mm-hmm. they play the way they did against the Chiefs the whole game yeah that's the only issue that's the issue they have to play that the whole game because this is a different you're playing against a real defense. If you start off slow, I can guarantee you the Rams are not going to look back. For some reason, I'm getting, like, I'm kind of envisioning it in my head, and I'm seeing, like, a very similar... I see, for some reason, they're going to be down something like 24-3, to 3, mm-hmm. like the Bengals are at mm-hmm. halftime. Mm-hmm. And somehow they're going to rise from the ashes, much like the Bucks did, and mm-hmm. then go on a tear and win it. Mm-hmm. It's unlike the Bucks, who, you know decided mm-hmm. to run a blitz on the last play and mm-hmm. like Cooper Cup wide open because mm-hmm. the Bengals aren't like that mm-hmm. but I don't know I have I just have a good feeling about the Bengals in the second half despite everything that goes on despite the fact that they their O-line will play crappy Joe Burrow just he'll make it happen because he's just he's still got magic left in him I don't know I don't know it's just it's just that defense man yeah the defense is going against it's legit yeah and not to mention Jalen Ramsey, he's been in this before. Oh yeah, 
You've been in this before. He's going to go against a rookie. A lot of those guys have been there before. Mm-hmm. So He's going to go against a face a rookie. Mm-hmm. Just that alone, a rookie in the Super Bowl, not to mention also going against one of the best corners in the league. We'll see how he does. That he probably are, won't target Jamar Chase that much. Already, That yet alone is already a lot mm-hmm. on Jamar Chase. Yeah, to have the best corner in the game probably locking you down. In the Super Bowl. So that pressure is going to probably be a lot. Mm-hmm. But honestly, we will see because, yeah, it, there's so many variables and it's just so many of, does this person show up? Does that, that person show up? What could happen here? I have the Rams as a lock. And I think the final score lock. is wow. going to be... I think it's going to be 30-13. to 13. Holy cow, that's not even close. I trust the Bengals' defense. I mean, not the Bengals. I trust the Rams' defense. Mm-hmm. I think the Rams' defense is going to make it a long day for Joe Burrow. Yeah, and I think the connection with Stafford and Cup is just going to be way too much for this Bengals defense. You think it's just unmatched? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see because we've got a whole week and a half to wait for this thing. Yeah. First, we got the Pro Bowl. Oh yeah. Well, I'm not going to watch the Pro Bowl. I'll be <laughs> honest. I don't care. I don't care who wins the Pro Bowl. If you're rooting for NFC, AFC, I don't really mm-hmm. care. Cowboys players on the NFC, I guess I root for them. I don't know though. Yeah. I don't really care. Let's watch it. See how Mac Jones does with actual number one receivers. Yeah. How about, how about that Brian Flores situation, though? How, how about Brian Flores? That is on. That's honestly crazy. Just, like, not so much with Brian Flores suing the NFL. It's just everything that is happening mm-hmm. that it led up to this point. Yeah. So, in case you guys aren't really cued into this whole Brian Flores thing, it just came out that Brian Flores is suing the NFL because he's claiming that the whole process, hiring process with the Giants was racist. Also, there were some texts leaked from Bill Belichick to Brian Flores, where basically he said, oh, wait, I was talking to the wrong Brian, which is, I don't know, that's kind of sus to me. Like, dude, what do you mean you talk? Do you not know which guy you're talking to? Like, what? Mm-hmm. Huh? Are you that clueless, my guy? I don't know. I thought I thought the whole thing was really funny. but mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's definitely an interesting story, and... I do think it shouldn't be where NFL GMs are only interviewing minority coaches just to meet a quota. Just to meet the Rooney Rule or whatever, yeah. Just to meet the Rooney... The Rooney Rule shouldn't have to be set in place. There are so many coaches who probably have the capability. Mm -hmm. They're just getting passed up on because of the race. It's so dumb. Because, I, to me, Brian Flores is one of the best coaches in the NFL. He's he's definitely... If you give him the right pieces and everything, he was he turned the Dolphins around. Mm-hmm. Because we remember for years, the Dolphins were a complete laughingstock. Just very dysfunctional. Just didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Brian Flores came in, completely turned that culture around. Right. I think if he just... If the Dolphins were just patient... Yeah. And just keep getting more pieces to at least help out Tua. And if Tua doesn't work out and they really wanted to go for Deshaun Watson, that would just getting Deshaun Watson, that would have been deadly. If oh granted, goodness, yeah. if 
depending how all his legal actions and everything happens. All that that's been going on. All yeah. that's happening. But if Deshaun Watson plays with the Dolphins and you build around Deshaun Watson, who's already an established veteran and has the talent, mm-hmm. the Dolphins would have definitely been in contention. Oh, yeah. By now, definitely, for sure. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, who? what coaches are left? Like, Flores is still left, though, right? Mm-hmm. Because they hired Dable. Mm-hmm. As, I mean, they hired a good guy. Don't get me wrong. I think Brian Dable was a good pick. Was he better than Brian Flores? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some people might say Dable is better. Some people might say Flores is better. But I'm just shocked by the fact that Brian Flores didn't go day one. Mm-hmm. And it took this long. And they're still, like, not even close. Houston hasn't even, like, considered him. Mm-hmm. Have they considered him? Mm-mm. They I sh- haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything either. The fact that Houston hasn't even considered him, like... Houston, he could turn that franchise around. Yeah, or the Raiders. The, the Raiders, Raiders got the wrong dude from the Patriots. Did you hear Miami interviewed... I think it was Miami interviewed Rich Passaccia. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, low-key, I'm a fan of Rich Passaccia. Mm-hmm. Because he managed to take a Raiders team that was... Half of them were in jail. Yeah. And managed I, to take him to the playoffs. I really don't think the Raiders should have fired him. Honestly. He was a good coach. Yeah. For what he had to deal with, he was a good coach. And all you could tell, all the players liked him. Mm-hmm. He wrote letters. I that was my favorite story. The, he wrote handwritten letters to mm-hmm. every single player after the game. You could tell he was a favorite by the players, and the fact that they got through all that drama with him mm-hmm. is as an intern head coach. Yeah. That's that's impressive. He had the cap- He probably had the capability to be a good head coach if you just put more pieces around him and not get players that are just going to, you know, keep drama happening. Mm-hmm. And that's been an issue with the Raiders for years is that players they get, you know, there's always drama happening with yep. that organization. There's never not like a moment where the Raiders are doing something completely just like, oh wow, Raiders made the headlines again. You mean mm-hmm. you had Antonio Brown two years ago? You have all these guys in jail now, like. And then John Gruden. John Gruden, like it's always something new. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. It's a. It's definitely an interesting story that you know many people are going to be paying attention closely, especially. See you know what is going to happen especially with the nfl being sued because it shouldn't have to come to this point Mm -hmm. i don't know it'll be interesting because the nfl's always been like oh we don't tolerate racism and now we have this happen it's like well shoot this doesn't look very good for the nfl Mm -hmm. um what are we gonna do yeah (laughs) like yeah so guys i think that might conclude it for today Mm mm-hmm I don't think there's anything, any other big happenings around the league, honestly, going on right now because we are nearing the Super Bowl. We're nearing the end of this thing. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm worried about is, you know, honestly, the Super Bowl, just, just enjoying the Super Bowl experience. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl party in my house. <laughs> if you know where I live, which you don't, but have fun trying to figure that out. No, just kidding. Please don't. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Peace out.